Welcome to the Fitness and Lifestyle Podcast. I'm your host, Danny Kennedy, and I'm here to help you become the very best version of yourself. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another solo episode of the Fitness and Lifestyle Podcast, and we're diving straight in today with plenty of value around nutrition and, in particular, reverse dieting. And I know some of you are probably thinking, what the hell is a reverse diet? Um, and... As you'll find out throughout this episode, it's very much as the name would suggest. But before we even dive into what it is, who should do it, how you do it, and why we do it, I want to give you a bit of a a backstory. So I've been in the fitness industry now for over 10 years, and I've also been extremely passionate about my own training and nutrition for since I was around the age of 15. I've made all the mistakes when it comes to nutrition and training, and I've been through countless fat loss phases and then not to mention the thousands of people that I've worked with online and all of my incredible face-to-face clients who I've I've guided through a fat loss phase you start to pick up on some trends and different strategies in order to make the fat loss phase as effective as possible and we're not going to dive into in this episode around how to have a successful fat loss phase and I've done plenty of episodes on that in the past so if there's if there's some information around that that you want to understand please do go back and have a listen But instead, what we're going to talk about today is how to transition out of a fat loss phase. Now, ideally, if you're following the right approach and if you're taking some of the advice from the Fitness and Lifestyle podcast, your fat loss phase should be enjoyable. It should be successful. It should be something that's sustainable and not an experience that you look back on and and have a negative a negative memory of that fat loss phase, right? Because it's very simple in terms of gradually reducing our calorie intake, making sure that we're balancing our our energy output. So how much energy is coming out, how much is coming in, slight calorie deficit, increasing volume of training or adding in some cardio when necessary in order to continue that fat loss phase and bust through plateaus. But at some point in time, we get to the point where we're done with the fat loss phase. We want to move back into either maintenance or a calorie surplus. Now, I've competed um, for a few years and as I said, gone through many fat loss phases myself and some of the mistakes that I made early on was finishing up my calorie deficit and then going, you know, being very keen to go back into a bulk or go back to maintenance and then bringing my calories super high and then being very disappointed after the first couple of weeks when that physique that that I'd, you know, really worked my ass off for, you know, maybe a couple of months or a few months or whatever it was to get in that awesome shape, I just basically completely lost the whole fucking thing within a couple of weeks because I'd started to bring my calories up too high. I stopped doing a lot of the things that I'd been doing in the fat loss phase. And then all of a sudden I've gained a lot of this body fat and it leaves you very unmotivated, but it also leaves you quite disappointed with the way that you look. And that can often tend to lead to then trying to jump straight back into a fat loss phase again too soon. Um, and just making all these decisions based off I guess, what's the best way to put it? Decisions based off um, reacting to how your body looks. All right, so what happens when we go through a fat loss phase is as our calories gradually come down, which is only natural, um, and our, our metabolic set point, so where our maintenance calorie intake is gradually drops as we're in a fat loss phase. So let's say maintaining weight before I even go into um, trying to lose body fat, I'm eating, let's say, 3,000 calories a day, and my body weight is just maintaining as I go through the fat loss phase, I might make my initial drop of calories down to say 27, 2600 or whatever. And then I've got my training sets. I might be doing weights five times a week. Um, just for the sake of this episode, let's say I'm doing cardio um, 
once or twice. And then by the time I get to the end of the fat loss phase, my calories may be right down uh, around that 2000 mark. They might be around 21, 2200 calories per day. Most likely not, but let's say we finish up our, our fat loss phase at 2200 calories per day. And I'm training in the gym five times a week and I'm doing cardio once. Now, when I decide I want to transition out of that, if I just bring my calories straight back to 3,000 and I drop the cardio and I kind of go back to what I was doing in my bulking or gaining phase, then I'm going to gain a lot of body fat very quickly because my maintenance is no longer 3,000. And my, my metabolism has most likely slowed down throughout being in a, an extended period of time of a calorie deficit. Um, there's a chance that my muscle mass is slightly less you know, my energy levels are probably a lot lower than what they were when I was eating 3,000 calories per day and whatnot. So in order for us to come out of a fat loss phase, um, maintaining that lean look without slapping on a lot of body fat, and for some people to continue losing body fat when they no longer want to keep bringing calories down, what we can do is reverse diet. So how a a reverse diet works is very much as the name would suggest. We start to increase our calories gradually over time the opposite of what we did when we went into a fat loss phase. So if I start my reverse diet at 2,200 calories per day, training five times a week and doing one cardio session, the initial jump you want to make can be a larger bump than what you'll make kind of moving forward. So I might go from 2,200 to let's say 25 or 24, 24 or 2,500 calories per day. Okay, so I've raised my calories by two to 300 per day. Now, the thing is because I've only raised them by two to 300, I'm most likely still in a deficit. Because I'm, I'm gradually bringing calories down while I'm trying to lose fat and I'm putting myself in a deficit of anywhere between three to 500 calories below maintenance, right? And by bringing my food up, obviously it feels like I'm no longer in a deficit or dieting, but at the same time, I'm probably still expending more than I'm taking in. Now, what happens when we bring calories up is that our mood goes up, our recovery improves, our training, output, uh, our training output improves as well. So the energy that we're expending in our sessions probably gets a lot better because we now have more energy to actually train and to feel good. Um, we're probably most likely to increase our needs. So the type of stuff that we're doing throughout the day, the amount of uh, energy we're expending, um, just doing regular activities throughout the day. Um, and our metabolism is starting to improve. So by going from 22 to 2,400 calories, I'm actually still in a deficit. And if anything, I may be creating even more of a deficit than what I was before, more of a negative energy balance. So what, what I can expect in those initial few weeks or that initial week or two is that my, fat, my body fat will actually continue to reduce. I'll continue to get leaner in that initial stage of actually bringing food up. So it's almost like in your head, it's kind of counterproductive, right? You're bringing food up, but you're starting to lose more fat. Now, the way the reverse diet works is gradually we're trying to get to maintenance or in a surplus, but by minimizing how much fat that we actually gain in the process. So after that initial couple of weeks, when we start to feel like our hunger levels are coming back again, um, our body weight, our average body weight has kind of plateaued or stalled or it stayed very similar. We may have even lost some body fat or lost some weight. We then bring calories up again and a little bit smaller of a jump. So we might go from 2,400 to 25 or from 25 to 26 or whatever your kind of example is for you personally and then we just rinse and repeat until we get to the point where our grad, our body weight and our our body fat is gradually climbing up a little bit we're getting to the point where we're no longer hungry all the time you know our energy levels are great our motivation's great we're happy with how our body looks and what we've done is we've nurtured our metabolism back to a normal 
standpoint, a normal set point, right? And then from there, we can either go into a calorie surplus by bringing calories up again into a, you know anywhere between one to 300 calories above our maintenance. So we're gradually gaining some body fat and body weight, improving our lifts and seeing progressive overload and starting to gain that muscle mass again. Or we can just keep our calories at maintenance and we've still got a really nice and lean physique. Our metabolism is caught up. We don't feel the need to binge all the time. Our energy levels are great. Our training's fantastic. We're recovering really well. And we've had an enjoyable experience in our fat loss phase. We've gone from losing a lot of body fat, you know, revealing the the muscle shape underneath the body fat, which creates that illusion of definition and tone. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. And we're happy with how we look, right? We've lost enough fat to, to be happy with how that fat loss phase has gone. And then we've decided it's time to come out of it, but we've done it in a smart way by reverse dieting, okay? So the reason why we're doing it is allowing our metabolism to catch up, allowing our metabolism to gain, uh, to speed up a bit and get healthy again. We're doing it because it's improving our mood, it's, it's maintaining our motivation, it's allowing us to train much better than what we were before. So our performance is a lot better. It's also avoiding the need to binge. It's avoiding the unhealthy relationship with food. It's avoiding going from being at a, a big calorie deficit to then just jumping straight back into eating anything and everything we can in sight and completely losing all the progress that we'd made throughout the fat loss phase. And that's, to me, that's pointless. So an example of how this has played out, you know, when I competed, I would have, I, I maybe did a deficit for 16 weeks, all right? So I gradually brought calories down. I think I'd started at around 4,000 calories and I finished my fat loss phase at 2,500. And I was actually still a couple of weeks away from doing a bodybuilding show at that point. So I actually needed to get leaner and I started to bring calories up before I even got to the show because as I said, by bringing calories up slightly from the end point of your, your fat loss phase, your deficit, you're most likely still in a calorie deficit. So by doing that, by bringing the food up, I felt a lot more motivated. My training was awesome. I was expending more energy in my training sessions. So when I've been at a really, really deep deficit, I might be, you know, I'm still ticking the boxes and getting my training done and training as hard as I can. But my energy output's probably not going to be that great. And throughout the day outside of training, I'm not feeling the need to fidget or walk around or take the stairs or whatever because I'm, I'm lethargic. My energy is not as good because I'm putting my body in a state that it doesn't want to be in by being in a deep calorie deficit, which is what creates the change, which is what creates the, which what allows the body to lose the fat and see the muscle underneath all the hard work that we've done in the gaining phase. And that's when we get to reap the rewards. Because in my opinion, the fat loss phase is your, your reward for the work that you've put in in your surplus or in your gaining phase, right? So I started to bring calories up. I got leaner in those initial few weeks. So don't be surprised if you actually get leaner as you start to bring calories up. And then after the show, I gradually brought them up again and again and again until I got to the point where I was back up around that 3,000 calorie mark and my my average body weight was stabilizing. Um, I wasn't hungry all the time. I was still very lean, um, but it allowed me to set myself up for a very successful gaining phase right? because I'm starting at a, a lower body fat percentage 
I'm able to start progressively overloading, gradually build calories up again while staying lean. And then the next time you do a calorie deficit, the next time you have a fat loss phase, it becomes easier, all right? Because our metabolism has improved. We've started to improve the health of our, the health of our metabolism, our metabolic set point, the point where we maintain our weight, eating a certain amount of calories, and you set yourself up for another successful fat loss phase later down the track. Now, the other thing I want to mention is that for those that are listening to this at the moment that are thinking, fuck yeah, reverse dieting sounds awesome, I'm going to do that now. We need to make sure that we're actually in a position to do it successfully. All right. So if you've just started a fat loss phase and you've been in a deficit for a few weeks or maybe even a month or even two months really, you have to understand that we're putting our body putting our body in a position that it doesn't want to be in in order to lose fat. So of course you're going to want to feel like, oh, I'd love to be eating more, blah, blah, blah. But in my opinion, unless you've been in a calorie deficit for let's say 10, 10 weeks plus, I don't see the need, um, I don't see the benefit of doing a reverse diet unless you've got to the point where you're happy with how you look, you're ready to gradually come out of it and you're ready to, to get back to um, going into a gaining phase or a calorie surplus or maintenance or whatever, whatever your goal is. Now, the other part of this process that I want to mention before we do a little summary here um, is the training side. So if you're at the end, you know, you're, you've been in your deficit for, let's say, 12 to 16 weeks um, and you're, you're ready to come out. You've, you've had enough. You're ready to get back to gaining, building that, the muscle mass and metabolism and everything. And you need to look at how much training you're doing. Okay, So if I'm doing five strength sessions a week, and um, I'll use a different example here, and I'd been doing, say, three cardio sessions at the end of my deficit, I can't just drop all that energy output because I've started my reverse diet. I need to gradually work on that as well. So that initial week of bringing calories up a little bit, so I might bring my calories up from my endpoint by, let's say, two to 300 calories. I need to gradually get rid of the cardio if that's something that I want to do, right? Because we can't take it out all at once because we have to understand it's just a balancing act. Like fat loss is pretty fucking simple. It's just a balancing act. It's negative. You need to be in a negative energy balance and we create that negative energy balance by eating in a deficit, expending enough energy throughout the week from our training, making sure that our main focus is retaining muscle mass, okay, trying to even progressive overload if we can, but retaining muscle mass and we use cardio as a tool. I've talked about this plenty of times before and I've made specific episodes on this, but for cardio in particular, in my opinion, when you're in a fat loss phase, you should start your, your phase off with as little amount of training as possible and as many calories as possible. And what I mean by that is we only need to be in a slight deficit. We want to start with our training at a point where it's pretty comfortable to complete in terms of how much we're training for the week. Because when we inevitably hit a plateau, which is going to happen, I promise you, again, we're, co- we're becoming the CEO of our own body. We're making sure that we're taking care of the variables that are going to allow us to see results so there's no guesswork. But when we hit a plateau... We have three options. We can either slightly reduce food. We can slightly increase our energy output. So you may be able to add in another strength day or add in some more volume in your workouts in the gym. Or you may slightly, you may add in some form of cardio. And it doesn't need to be a shitload. It could be a small amount. If it's steady state, it might be 30 minutes of low intensity cardio. If you want to do some hit, it might literally be a five to 10 minute hit session. Either way, we're starting to change that energy balance by increasing output or decreasing input. Right? Or we can make a very small tweak on both of those. All right, and that's what allows us to, 
to continue to see results as we go through. But again, coming back to the whole purpose of this episode is reverse dieting. All right. So who should do it? Anyone who's been in a deficit for an extended period of time and is ready to go back to maintenance or a gaining phase. How do we do it? We gradually climb calories up from our, our end point of our deficit and we just, we just monitor the body. Okay, we rinse and repeat. We look at if you're tracking your average weight throughout the week, we look at what our average weight does. If you're using progress photos or measurements, we start to look at those measurements. We look at our hunger levels. We look at our training output and we just start to gradually listen to the body and build those calories back up to maintenance and then eventually into a surplus. Okay, so we, for anyone who's been in that deficit for an extended period of time, you're, you're the right person to be doing this. Um, and again, why are we even doing this? It's because we're allowing our metabolism time and a chance to catch up and start to rebuild again. We're making sure that we don't put on unnecessary body fat after a fat loss phase and get rid of all the hard work that we've put in. And we're setting ourselves up for success later down the track. All right. Now, obviously, one of the biggest parts of this is the mental side. You know, mentally, it's it's a great feeling to start to eat more food and continue to look good, if not look better sometimes. All right. And it's not going to create that unhealthy relationship with food, which unfortunately so many people have. And it's often caused by shitty fat loss phases or shitty advice that people have gotten on how to actually do it. But guys, I'm here to tell you this. It's very simple stuff. I promise you, like fat loss is very simple. You need to follow the right approach. You need to follow an approach that is sustainable for you, that's enjoyable, that you are able to understand the variables so there's no guesswork. All right, it, go on to the days where you can just quote unquote eat healthy or eat clean. That means fuck all. Like you're just guessing your way to results and there's no need to do that. All right, and that's why I've seen so much success with my clients. That's why I've seen so much success with controlling how my body com- composition looks. I know that I'm in control. I have no stress. Like I, I have, mean this 100%. I have absolutely no stress whatsoever around how my body looks because I know that I control the variables that can change it. I know that I can control how much I eat in terms of wanting to lose body fat or gaining muscle mass. And it doesn't come down to what foods I'm eating. It doesn't come down to whether or not I have fucking co- uh, milk in my coffee or whether I'm having bread or pasta or whatever the fuck it is. That's, that's, that's kind of irrelevant. It's not irrelevant because obviously we need to be predominantly consuming nutrient-dense whole foods and, and foods that are going to nourish our body and make us feel good and, and perform well. But at the same time, we don't need to put all this emphasis on variables that are just unnecessary. Okay, We need to take care of the foundational stuff first and then focus on all the minor details like when we're having our meals, our, 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 you know, our detailed breakdown of macronutrients with carbohydrates, protein and fats or um, the quality, like all of this stuff needs to be taken care of once we take care of the foundational stuff. All right. And that's how we see these results. And that's how we continue to, to control our own results. All right. It's a good feeling and you guys are more than capable of doing it. Um, and, and I hope this episode has helped you in some way or another, and you've gained some value from it and now have an understanding of what a reverse diet actually is. Um, and you know, just a side note, I think it's, it's pretty, it's common sense, I guess, but for this to, to truly work, you do need to have a rough idea of the, the amount of calories you're consuming on a daily basis. And for those that are sitting there thinking like it's too much work or it's too, it's way too much discipline involved in tracking calories. It's fucking not takes two minutes in the morning for you to map out how your meals are going to look for the day to, to sit there and take the time and, and energy to place into using an app such as MyFitnessPal to put in your meals to take away the guesswork of seeing results. 
And if you're not willing to do that, if you're not willing to spend the, the five minutes max pretty much of tracking your meals for the day on an app such as MyFitnessPal, then I, I have to question how serious you are about seeing results. All right, but this shit is easy. Um, I promise you guys, and I'm going to come back with more and more content um, that's going to continue to help you guys. So hopefully you've enjoyed this episode today. Um, if you have, guys, uh, it would mean the world to me if you could hit the subscribe button on the Fitness and Lifestyle Podcast. If you're not already, share this episode with a friend. Um, if you're not following my other um, content on other, other platforms such as Instagram, which is at DJK Fitness, please make sure you jump over there and follow along with that content as well. Um, if any of you need help with your training or nutrition or you're looking to, to start to build that bulletproof mindset and really work on yourself and the, the self-improvement and the growth from the mental side of things, which just works hand in hand with the physical side, uh, make sure you visit my website or reach out at danny at dannykennedyfitness.com um, and I would love to help you guys. But thanks so much for tuning in. I appreciate you listening. Um, as again, as I said before, I hope you've enjoyed this episode and taken some value from it and I hope you're having a fucking awesome day. Thanks so much for listening.